Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. All right now, how y'all doing out there? This is John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this is of Myths and Men podcast. We're so happy that you joined us. We're excited. We're ready to go. I'm excited. All right. Well, it's good to be excited. Hopefully y'all are excited too. Well, I hope you know, I sound excited. You do sound excited. Okay, all right. You know, it's, I mean, for you. Oh, for me. <laughs> you sound excited I, for I'm you. the straight man in this comedy act, Pretty right? much. Okay, pretty much. sorry. All right, well, that's cool. <laughs> uh, so this is how we're doing it. You know, like we talked about last time, we like to start things off with, I heard that. So this week, Dr. Daniel, just like Dr. David, Dr. Daniel, just the doctor, just putting the doctor in front of it makes it so formal. Whether I put Dr. Daniel or Dr. David, it's still, I'm working on it, man. Okay. I'm working on it. I'll be patient with Pre- you. Appreciate that. <laughs> okay. All right. So Daniel's going to give us a little bit of I heard that for today. All right. So this is a quote taken from The Hero's Journey done by Joseph Campbell. He said, once having traversed the threshold, the hero moves in a dream landscape of curious, fluid, ambiguous forms where he must survive a succession of trials. Okay. Get that to me one more time. That was okay. a lot of big words. Oh, my word. Okay. <laughs> I, okay, once having traversed the threshold, the hero moves in a dream landscape of curious fluid, mm-hmm. ambiguous forms, All right. where he must survive a succession of trials. Okay, I heard that. Give it to me. Yes, we are talking about the hero's journey, and last week we talked about the call to adventure, and it's really important to realize that as we go out into life and we really think about our future, there are going to be some trials and tribulations. There are going to be tasks that we have to overcome. Uh, and it's important not to fear those things. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I like Joseph uh, Campbell's quote here because it speaks to the experience of life as opposed to just the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to hold on to that concept as we talk about the films that we're going to talk about and the different topics for men it's it's more about the experience of living and um, making life happen for ourselves and not being afraid, you know, of the unknowns. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know, uh, getting out there and and taking the challenge. So I I like I like this quote. I thought it was very uh, inspirational to me yeah. when I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's 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 very interesting to see how people like we talked about last week are afraid to begin you know right, f- afraid right. to take on the journey especially when you know what may lie ahead it's one thing when you don't know and you kind of just jump in you're like all right well let's see where this where this could go right but if you have some idea either because you've seen somebody else do it and fail or you just are unsure of your ability to succeed or whatever that may look like it can be you know not polarizing but more so like uh what do you call it when you can't move? Um, paralyzing. Paralyzing. Yes, there you go. Yes. So it can be, you know, paralytic in that situation. Right. And so I think it, it does take bravery. It does take a, a level of courage to kind of manage that unknown. Right. And that's, I, yeah. I agree. I, I think that's important to realize. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed with everything mm-hmm. and then we get paralyzed. Yeah. But if we, if we know that there's going to be trials and tribulations ahead of us, we can be prepared. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Joseph's talking about. Yeah. 
that's a that's a good point. Knowing that there will be something. Right. And being willing to step up to the plate regardless. And being prepared. And being prepared. Right. Preparation. They always say a good well, that's another saying. in the in the in the world that I lived in once of basketball, it was always like, you know, an organized team that was well prepared could always be the team that was talented. Mm. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. talent only takes you so far, but preparation, right. practice, running good plays, things of that nature. Sloppy play usually comes when you just have talent. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway, that was a whole other situation, but I think it still applies. So I heard that. Right. I heard that. That's it. All right. Get it, get it, get it. All right, cool. Well, this is where we are right now. We're continuing last week's conversation on the hero's journey. Last week, we jumped into talking about the ordinary world, the call to adventure, overcoming fears. We didn't get into the reluctance and also kind of what happens to guys that don't heed the call to adventure. So right now we're kind of we're going to jump in briefly into what happens when you don't heed the call and then a little bit about reluctance. And then we'll go into today's topic, which will be meeting the mentor. Yes. All right. Yes. Sir. So you want to give us a little bit about what happens when you don't heed the call? Well, you know, as we talk to a lot of guys who come into therapy and, you know, we try to relate to men on their level. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys don't want to admit it, but they're, they may be going through depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, and just, just don't know, uh, what the purpose and meaning mm-hmm. of their lives okay. are about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a gap that they feel, or maybe a hole in their heart that they feel and they experience that really causes them to, uh, become disillusioned with mm-hmm. life, uh, disenfranchised, mm-hmm. unhappy. Mm-hmm. So, that that's something that I think that happens to men when they don't uh, live up to their potential. Yeah. And and in order to live up our, to our potential, we have to actually do something. We actually have to go out and face ourselves and face the world around us. Yeah. Another part of this is what we're going to be talking about a lot uh, in the future is uh, getting to our authentic self. Mm, because okay. all of this is about finding out who we are on the inside right. and yeah. living life on the inside out. In, in a way that we're authentic with ourselves, but also with our family members, with our friends, our community, our, our jobs, that people really see us for who we are, not what we want them to see sometimes, because, right. you know, we're, we're going to talk about masks mm-hmm. later on. And uh, in the episode with Kylo Ren, we talked about, you know, when he took off the mask, you know, mm-hmm. that image right, yep. uh, that he had. In, and so, you know, we're going to be talking about what it means to be authentic. But a lot of men, when they don't when they don't heed the call, they don't answer the call, they lose a part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I think we see a lot of men coming yeah. in trying to find that part that they lost. Yeah, I see a lot of guys, too, that when you talk about the unfulfilled potential, also leading over into the, the loss of creativity, the loss of wonder, the loss of imagination, because they get stuck in this rut of, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. I might have familiar obligations. There may be things that are tying me to where I live, my current geographical location. And when that starts to happen and the guys become stagnant, they don't even have that hope. They lose those dreams. They lose that imagination that's necessary to successfully navigate the journey. And it's a sad situation because it's 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 something that shouldn't happen. But again, because like we kind of talked about, or we will talk about today too, when you have all this other stuff going on, that kind of draws you away or keeps you from pursuing that dream or right. starting on that journey. It kind of, it's, it's a deflating thing. Right. Right. It's not only deflating. I think that men then get off on the wrong track mm-hmm. and often they will, you know, uh, get into things that they weren't intended to be in. And so, you know, it's important that men heed the call 
uh, we're going to talk right now about reluctance, mm-hmm. I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, you know. Yeah, so with uh, so the idea again, guys, if you're there, if you're listening, hopefully you are, um, when you don't heed that call to adventure, there's so many things that kind of can overwhelm you. Um, and like Dr. Daniel was saying, right, so the depression can kick in, you feel like you've lost your authentic self, you lose meaning and purpose of your life, loss of potential, unfulfilled potential, right. and then it also can affect the contrib- the contributions to society and humanity. When you're not out there fulfilling your purpose, when you're not on your ju- your journey, there are things that we all as individuals can contribute to the bigger picture. And it doesn't have to be world-changing and earth-shattering, but there's somebody in your circle or someone's circle that you can enter that you could potentially uh, improve humanity. Um and like you said, it's just it's just a, it's just a bad situation. You right. know what I mean. And so again, our our call into that is to heed that call to adventure. So next up is reluctance. Um, why are guys, men, reluctant to answer the call? What's going on? When I hear from men, often they feel this overwhelming responsibility or obligation to to do what everybody else does, mm. and a lot of times. Uh, it, we when people play it safe, they're uh, especially young guys are are trying to you know think about their futures and and go out into the world. Uh, they may play it safe because family members want them to mm-hmm. play it safe. Yeah. You know, don't don't go too far from home. Don't uh, don't do this. Don't do that. And they hear a lot of uh, angst and worry from family members and and parents. Yeah. I know that uh, when I was uh, growing up. My experience was, you know, I, I was born in Ohio, lived in, the, in what I call the cornfields of Ohio. <laughs> and, you know, when when I got the call and decided I was going to go to New York City, you know, my father said to me, why are you going there? You know, you have everything here. Everything's great. Why would you go to New York City? Uh, you know, it, it's a city full of crime and, and all that. And he said, you know, you're going to you're going to die there. And I right. said, well, Dad, I'd rather die there than here yeah. in, in boredom yeah. right. and, in the cornfield. Yeah. So uh, so I answered my call by getting on a train Amtrak, mm. going all the way to Penn Station wow. and then started my life uh, as an 18 year old in New York City, which was awesome yeah. for 20 years. But, you know, it, if I hadn't, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, you'd be a corn husker. I know. Like I, I mean, I mean. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for farmers, right, but right. but that just wasn't my life, yeah. and I don't know what would have happened to me. Yeah. So it's so important to for men to, you know, we're going to have people that say, "Hey, are you sure about that?" Mm-hmm. And that's part of the testing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting too. Um, I was talking to someone the other day. Um, he is of, I guess, Scottish descent. He's American maybe second or third generation. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about the differences between the communal aspect of African-American life um, in terms of just family input and mm-hmm. even being married and, and mom or dad or aunties and uncles still having some sort of, not necessarily say, but kind of sway on how your mind thinks. Right. And even the bigger community of, of it's, if it's your the community you live in, if it's a church community, if it's a political party, like something that you kind of belong to that kind of can have influence in your home right Right. and so we were kind of fleshing out didn't really wrestle if it was a cultural aesthetic or whatever the case may be but even as you're saying like being 18 feeling that call getting out of there even though your dad is like hey you're gonna die you know right um and in in my experience depending on the 
forward thinking of the family, whether it's mom and dad, single mother, single father, whatever that case, you know, what it may be, oftentimes because of our community and oftentimes because of the history of the United States, it was safer to live in community. Right. To venture off on your own leaves you vulnerable. Right. It's like leaving the pack. You know, right. you're on your own now. You're you're subject to the elements. You're subject to, to bigger animals. You're subject to, you know, just being succumbing to what lies out there, you mm-hmm. know, fear of the unknown. Um, and it's 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 not rare, but if if you don't have the right fa- I won't say family structure, but if those that are the people that are like the gatekeepers, so to speak, mm-hmm. aren't giving you enough information to encourage you on that journey, you might sit home. Because all you need to have is mom say, man, baby, I love you, and, you know, I'm worried about you, and I don't think that's, a, you know, a safe thing to do, or I don't right. think that's a smart thing to do. Right. And mama bear will overrule all the, you know, the good sense or the ideas that you may have to go out and venture out. And so I feel like that's, you know, I don't again, I don't know where to place that, if that's a cultural aesthetic or not, but I, it's good that you had that experience, even though your dad was like, hey, slow your roll. You were like, nah, I got to go do this. Right. You know? You know, I think you bring up a good point. Our family members, they want the best for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to believe that most of the time anyways. And um, they're going to have fears. And those fears may be valid. You know, we live in a world that it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that uh, literally. And, and it can be, you know, in our neighborhood even mm-hmm. or in the city that we're in. So, you know, we we can heed those uh, warnings and we can prepare ourselves and be be pre- better prepared so that we can face whatever mm-hmm. challenges we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we just don't run out into the street and say, okay, I'm answering the call and I'm, and I'm not going to be prepared. I right. think we talked about that last mm-hmm. time. I think it's so important to be prepared. Uh, and, and this is going to go into our next segment later mm-hmm. with the, the mentor and finding the mentor. But um, there is going to be a reluctance that could hold us back. And, and one thing I wanted to say is that a lot of young people uh, have resentments mm, and they hold okay. resentments because they feel held back. Uh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I say it as a parent myself, I think it's so important for parents to understand that our kids are going to leave home and they need to leave home with uh, support and mm-hmm. encouragement mm-hmm. and also, you know, wisdom and guidance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, they have to leave home and they ha- in order to grow up and. For young men, I think it's important to go out into the world and experience the world so that they can find themselves. And if they get held back, uh, I think sometimes this is where the resentments come in mm-hmm. and the, the the anger comes in. And that's why parents and, and young men especially mm-hmm. uh, have lots of conflicts over this. And so it's important that we think about that. And we'll yeah. probably talk about that more. Yeah, later. I was going to say that would be a great topic of just you know talking through the the cultural components that kind of are at stake when you have like a culture like America where it's where we should go, right? You should right. do, you should, should leave the nest. And then you have other communities that are like, no, you have to stay here. You have to comp- contribute to the family. You have right. to be a part of what we have here. And like you said, I've, I've seen that over and over again. I have friends in California where there were some of my Latino friends and my Asian friends, their parents wanting them to stay at home. Right. To, you know, if you go to college, you know, you can go to the one down the street or, you know, within a couple of miles away. But to to go, you know, if we I you know, grew up in Southern California, to go up to a Berkeley or a Stanford or, you know, even further, you know, east or west or north, um, it was, you know, controversial almost. In right. A sense, right. And and that I've seen the long term results, you know, where they they won't speak to their parents and let them know that they have that kind of 
angst against them for not letting them leave the nest or whatever or, or venture out. But it definitely comes into conflict when you're in this culture in this society it might be different if you know if you only had ohio as a state and that's you know right. that, there was borders keeping you from going other places right. and you had to be a buckeye i don't even know what a buckeye yeah, is but buckeye, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah so that definitely i think would be a good conversation to have yeah i i worked in a large high school um and one of the large high schools in new york city in queens mm-hmm. and uh, i would get parents and i worked with a lot of asian students um from korea taiwan china vietnam and uh i'd get these parents and they'd say you know with all these great schools in new york why is my kid (laughs) wanting to go to california i said to get away from you of course (laughs) (laughs) so so it's it's understandable it's acceptable you know it's the adventure they need it is all right so with that being the case right boom reluctance We've overcome that reluctance. We've passed up the gatekeepers. Mom is saying, stay, we're out of here. Right. Dad is saying, stay, we're like, hey, I'll see you later, Pops. Right. All right. Next step, we're getting into meeting the mentor. We have to say, Mom and Dad, I love y'all. Neighborhood has been real. I got these fears. I'm a little hesitant. I'm, re- I'm reluctant, but I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to answer the call. Meeting the mentor, what does that look like? Well, first of all, it, it's important for men of all ages to realize that we don't know it all okay (laughs) really really Uh, okay Uh, yeah i know that's a surprise right uh we don't know it all and if we think we can do it all by ourselves we'll talk about the lone wolf syndrome (laughs) later on okay uh we're going to be fooling ourselves and life life is meant to be a growing learning experience and again, underline that word experience. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to find men, other men, who maybe have been there, done that, and got the T-shirt kind of thing. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So that we don't have to make all the same mistakes everyone else made ahead of us. I think it's so important for men of all ages to find mentors, and mm-hmm. especially because I work with, um, and you and I both work with younger men, it's important starting out in life to find a man who you admire, a man who's maybe in the field of uh, or occupation that you may want to go into or you're already heading out in that direction. Look for an individual with quality of character, maturity, um, and then learn from that that person. So really the, the role of the mentor is so important. Um, the mentor is more like a, a role model, a teacher, maybe a cheerleader of some sort, a okay. sponsor, a guide, an elder, a leader, a counselor, an advocate. These are all good words to describe a mentor. I think it's really important for young men to understand that uh, the mentor is not there to do it for you, all, all, all the work, but is there just to kind of mm-hmm. guide you. So this is so interesting. Um, again, it's just as we talk, so, so many co- – as I've said before, I am the you know social cultural guy. Right. So it's it's so interesting to see that in a country that we get taught to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and you need to do this on your own, and you need to man up, and you need to make it happen. That the what really happens behind the scenes are guys have mentors. You know, businessmen don't make business decisions in vacuums. They don't do it on their own. They have partners. They have people that they collaborate with. But there's still this dominant idea that you need to do you. 
And you need to be. We teach lone wolf, but right. that's not practical in the society we live in in any shape, form, or fashion. Like, it doesn't work. And what you're saying here is, is something that I didn't get taught in school. Mm. Um, we know you'll have stuff like the Boys and Girls Clubs or you have, like, the nowadays one thing that's popular is 100 black men or you kind of going and mentoring and right. giving back. But growing up, we don't learn – I didn't learn the value of having a mentor. I didn't learn the value of having somebody that can input into your life and can be a cheerleader when you need one, that can pick you up, that can show you the ropes. I guess that's generally a father – but as you're saying, when we go out into this hero's journey, when we go out and leave the ordinary world, when we leave the Shire, we still need that person. And it it it's, you know, I, I think it's important to have somebody that you can actually, you know, put hands on right, right? and not right. have to pick up a phone or right. shoot an email to yeah. somebody you can sit down and have a cup of coffee with or whatever. But I, I've... I'm just now, as we're talking through this, realizing like, yo, I have them, you know, now, mm -hmm. right, in my life as, at 36 years old. But until maybe like last year, I didn't really see the value in because I was let down oftentimes by right, older guys, right? right? And, you know, either they played me, and we'll, we'll talk about it later mm -hmm. uh, when we talk about non-role models. Um, but it's, it's, it's amazing, like, why this isn't something that's more popularly. And maybe it is. Maybe it's just my circles. I didn't grow no, up with no, that. No, I, no. I, I I came from Midwest, was born in the Midwest, and never heard about a mentor mm. all my life. I mean, okay. we had Boy Scouts, okay, um, right. yeah. but not everybody wanted to be in Boy Scouts. Mm. And that's not necessarily a one-on-one -on -one kind of mentor-mentee kind of relationship. It's more of a group dynamic. So, um, And some people grew up in church or some uh, house of faith, and maybe they got a little bit of that uh, there. But it's it wasn't really taught. And... I had an instinct when I when I my you know answered my call and went to New York City, you know I wanted to do something um, that was uh, you know uh, uh, reached out to people in the streets and things like that. So you know I started looking for people who knew what I needed to know, mm. and oh, I think wow. that's I think good. that's important yeah. to to note for all of us is that again the the lone wolf kind of mentality that we teach in America is not a a good model. Uh, for young men and and men in general, it's a, it's an isolated situation, and I don't want to get too deep into that. But you know, you mentioned um, the Shire, mm -hmm. so I think it's good to kind of note that in uh, our popular films yeah. and 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 things like that, you know, there are good examples of the mentor. Yeah. You know, I, I remember Mr. Miyagi from <laughs> the Karate Kid. He probably, yes, you know, that is, yes. Wax on and right. wax off, right? <laughs> no one has forgot that. Right, yeah. right. So I, 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 you know, I think that uh, sort of hit me when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, you have uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right. mm -hmm. uh, who's a Jedi Knight, mm -hmm. right? Uh, teaching Luke Skywalker right. how to be, a, how to get in touch with the Force. Right. And then you have... Gandalf with Frodo. Right, yeah. So, um, and then we, in our history, we have, may have something like King Arthur and, yeah. had Merlin. Yes, yes. Right? So, um, and so these are important role, role models that we can see or mentors. Mm -hmm. uh, Morpheus uh, in The Matrix. In The Matrix, yeah, Morpheus and Neo. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Th that was a good combination there. And uh, I always liked um, Morgan Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he played some mentors. He's played in, in so many movies. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he even played God. So I yeah. thought uh, <laughs> the ultimate mentor, the ultimate, right? <laughs> ultimate one, right? So, so yeah, I think it just uh, drives home the point that we see it in our films, mm -hmm. and why isn't it more taught in our cultures? Right, right. We can be entertained by that model, right? We can, right. 
find usefulness. And I guess maybe it's a, a artsy versus, you know, maybe someone who's more wired to like a business or whatever the case may be. Although there's mentors in business too, but maybe it's more acceptable in popularity when you're having um, someone that's guiding you when you're on this mystical adventure, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not in real life. And we haven't drawn, I think we haven't done a good job, may, not me and you, but as society, we haven't done a good job of drawing those two things together mentor if you have an obi-wan you need one in real life you know what i mean right, you, right. You, you need somebody that's going to provide that leadership and that guidance and help you like you said uh you know what you what you need right, right. or you may not know what you need but this person has what you want or they know right. what you need to know right. or whatever the case may be right. i'm gonna need john snow I, I don't know if you're up to date on uh game of thrones but i'm gonna need john snow to find a mentor Oh, well, there, yeah, he needs he, one yeah, badly. Badly. He's listening to his little sister, got him on these random adventures. I, I need him to find someone. Right. Because uh, it ain't working out for That's him. That's not well. working out. <laughs> it doesn't look good for him. It, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, well. All right, so I won't mention that again for now. I just, I'm a little distracted. We'll have to do a show on him. We will have okay. to, for sure. All right, so um, young men, uh, we kind of talked about in general, you know, what is the what does the mentor look like and why it's good. But why do you feel that young men especially need mentors? You know, I, in therapy, but also just talking to guys uh, in general and maybe attending men's meetings Mm. and going out there and just doing my own research, it's amazing that our culture has, in some ways, become so anti-male. You know, I'm I'm not against... uh, women's rights. I am definitely for women's rights. I am definitely for women's equality. Me too. I think it's, it's, it's important. I take a round table approach. Mm, Um, There's no head of the table, you know, patriarchal kind of structure. It's Mm -hmm. a round table approach. But I also think that the feminist movement for all the good that it did uh, young women and women in general, uh, it has come back to hurt a lot of young men who maybe didn't deserve some of the treatments that they got. You know, mm, I saw in yeah. school uh, when I was working up in New York City, I saw a lot of that, you know, where kids weren't, to- boys weren't tolerated in school. They they were um, treated as though, you know, they had behavioral problems all the time. Mm-hmm. They were marginalized. Uh, they were made to feel disenfranchised from the educational system. Uh, the criminal system then kicked in after right, that. Exactly. And, you know, and then made them out to be, you know, bad people. Yeah. I have seen in academia the masculinity studies you know there there are these programs around with gender studies but then they have made it even more into masculinity studies mm-hmm. but it's quite amazing that you see so many of these programs run by women um, wow. <laughs> you know there's one um, yeah. journal you know it got nine has maybe nine women and one man mm. you know wow and they're talking about men Wow. Okay. Wow, wow. So masculinity has become a pathology, a sickness, mm. and and I just don't believe that. But that's what's kind of being preached out there and taught out there. And and so boys, really, you know, boys growing up into young men and then into men are kind of confused about right. themselves. Right. I I call it the lost boys generation. Mm. You know, because there are so many young men out there, they don't know what is up and down anymore. They don't know how to. Uh, really get in touch with their understanding of their masculine identity and their male self. And, you know, um, and I'm, I'm, I believe in, you know, um, the wide spectrum of, of, of sexuality and and gender identity. Mm -hmm. But I also think that 
when a young man wants to feel good about himself, he needs to find someone that will teach him and help him to mature. Right. So, yeah. so that's my take on it, that there's this lost generation of guys out there that really do need mentors. Mm. So it's, it's sounding as if the guidance and the direction we needed is from experienced elders, right? Right. Um, so that these young boys, these young men, they can kind of can grow and become healthy, mature contributors to society. Right. right. And if we're being if they're being bombarded with imagery or words or education that's minimizing their masculinity, that's taken away from their what makes them boys, the essence of who they are, it diminishes their contributions. Right. It diminishes their psyche. It diminishes mm-hmm. their ability to contribute in the long run because they're not authentically themselves. Right. They're not being who they were created to be. Right. Yeah. That and that sounds problematic on so many levels. Like you had you you mentioned there's a journal where nine out of the ten people on staff are women talking about men's issues. That's right. kind of just like a no brainer to me. Right. You know, so if there's an agenda or something that, you know, could be going on, you know, who knows. But I think that's that in itself should be problematic. Especially you know? when uh, we're denying biology right. mm-hmm. and mm. and just saying that masculinity is a social construct, uh, then I really have a problem with that mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, you can take a bunch of boys, put them on an island somewhere, and they're going to start wanting to figure out who's who's the man. Right, right, right. right? And, yeah. and I think that that's important to note yeah. because I, I think that there are some deep – biological and psychological drives yeah. that that need to be expressed mm-hmm. but don't get expressed because a lot of young men are afraid to express themselves mm-hmm. because they've been stigmatized yeah. as aggressive, angry or somehow, you know, violent and not really understood that those are just there's some real needs there that uh, need to be expressed and they can be, you know, honed and 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 turned into skills that will be a great benefit not only to the men mm-hmm. but to the society and community. So it's like having a, a positive experience with the Lord of the Flies. I'm, I'm sure you read yeah, that book. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you can have these boys go wild, right. right, and just start killing each other off and doing random stuff, or you can channel that energy into something positive, right? By one allowing them to experience their boyhood, their childhood, and you know, and grow into that manliness, manliness, but kind of shape it in a direction that it'll move that energy into a positive situation. Um, is that, is that yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's such a thing as, um, and when we get into talking about um, the archetypes of male uh, identity, you know, there are boy, there's boy psychology. So the Lord of the Flies is a good example of boy psychology. And like we talk about, boys don't always grow up to be men. Right. You know, right. we got a lot of boys in men's bodies. Right. So um, when we, when we, hone those that boy psychology into a mature masculine psychology then men become men mm-hmm. and yep. they're you know they're they're giving back to the community they're loving their children they're um you know sacrificing their lives and giving of themselves so they're mm-hmm. you know there's a mature masculine um psychology that mm-hmm. can be achieved and i think the mentor is really important in that process yeah and for this last point for this particular um section as far as young men having mentors there's there's two long-term benefits um well one long-term and then one kind of in the moment so mentoring can kind of fill the gap in parenting that we may not have gotten as boys or young men right? right so if we you know dad was or wasn't available for whatever reason um if other guys in the community weren't available for some reason. Finding that mentor once you begin the journey, right? Once you step out of there, is something that's going to be integral. Um, and then also 
when you're in the moment, when you're a child, so, you know, parents that are listening, sometimes parents are too close to be objective with their sons. So mentors provide objectivity to guide young men in better ways. Right. So this kind of like having that cool uncle or, you know, just yeah, having right. somebody exactly. that you can trust to kind of pour into your child so that they don't miss things that maybe parents have blinders to or they're too busy, you know, being in parent mode right. to kind of uh, operate in that mentor role. Yes, I agree. You know, a good, healthy mentor is, is an objective mentor. Right. You know, and where parents may be emotionally uh, too uh, enmeshed or connected, um, you know, a mentor can kind of give that uh, step back kind of perspective where they're saying, okay, you know, you go try this, you, you go do this, you know, work on this. And, and, and the mentor is the supporter and the encourager but doesn't have to do it for them and isn't sitting there saying don't do that because of fear you know mm-hmm. yeah so if we're moving to a direction where all right understanding like helping these guys understand why mentors are important what for you are the important takeaways and key points in understanding and helping these guys that are listening understand why a mentor is important so, you know, I, I believe that it's important to have a mentor for a lot of reasons, okay. but one of the things that we often see is that, and we just spoke about it, how young men need mentors in order to become mature, mm. you know. I love the example that Joseph Campbell uses. You know, he talks about the early uh, tribal uh, times, and he talks about what it was like for young men to, you know, first of all, uh, you know, this young young man is in his his hut with his mom and you know mom is there and uh you know uh all of a sudden some men come in all painted <laughs> up uh-huh. which i think is fun right right um all painted up and they grab the boy and they say okay it's time for you to go out and be a man right. and prove that you're a man and you know mom feigns screaming and crying mm-hmm. don't take my son away right. don't take my little boy yeah. away and you know and that's the whole point of uh initiation is to you know, go from boyhood to manhood. So, um, so they 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 paint paint the young man up, and they give him a bow and arrow or a spear, <laughs> right, yeah. and they say, "Go out into the bush and uh, kill a wild animal and bring it back, so we can have a feast." And so, you know, there's a lot of fear in this young man, and you know, he's facing uh, the unknown, and he, you know, um, and he's having these elders tell him about how to hunt and how to how to uh, you know bring back that wild animal. And so he goes out and he goes through all the trials and tribulations. And this is the important part of it in the hero's journey is there are going to be tests. There are going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. There are going to be difficulties. There are going to be enemies. And then there are going to be allies, too. So uh, this young boy goes out into the wilderness and then, you know, he's carrying on his uh, shoulder as he comes back. And the village is waiting. And, you know, he's got this animal and and now now we're going to have a feast. Right. Right, Yeah. So uh, the circle is set and half the circle around this big bonfire uh, where this animal is being roasted for food. um, Half of the circle is uh, all the women and the children and the other half are the men. And uh, Joseph Campbell talks about how the the man then the young boy is brought to the circle side of the circle with the men and mm, you wow. know yeah you know yeah, he yeah. he has done something that now he's contributing to the welfare of the community oh wow that's big. right yeah because he's now feeding the children he's feeding um 
the women and he's feeding the other men in, by bringing back you know this wild animal and so he's now adding to the 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 welfare of the community and so then of course he gets reintroduced to his mother and uh uh he may be given a new name but the symbolism there is he's no longer the boy to his mother he's the adult man to his mother and mm -hmm. and mom has to change then too mm -hmm. mom has to be able to uh, understand that I can't treat him my, like my little boy right. yeah. anymore. I have to treat him like a man. I have to be a mother to a man, not a mother to a boy. And there's a psychological change in mother too, as well as in this young man. Yeah. And that's amazing too. Again, it just, stuff just gets me. So it's the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. The cultural connection. It's, hey, you're now, you going out and slaughtering the animal is not so you can go back and feed yourself. Right. right. Not even so that you can feed those in your household. It's so right. that the 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 whole community yes. can eat. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And so you're contributing on a wider scale than just this whole, hey, man, I got mine. Now you got to go get yours. Right. There's a responsibility that's latent in becoming a man. Right. There's a responsibility that's latent inside of the rites of passage so that it's not just some, you know, some some you go have a good time. And enjoy right, your life, right. right? And go out and you know face the elements and whatever happens. Like, no, there's purpose in it. Yes, it's it's the opposite of greed and selfishness. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's all about giving back. So when we when we understand the the mature masculine archetypes, and and we will have a show about that eventually. Uh, masculine maturity is is regenerative. It it gives back. Mm -hmm. um, uh, men are giving to the community, they're supporting the community, they become the pillars of the community mm -hmm. as well as um, women alongside women, right? But they have to, you know, they have to hold their ground too and they actually have to provide for the community. So mm -hmm. it's growth, it's gotcha. maturity. Gotcha. Now, in, you know, our culture, of course, we don't live in the bush, right? And we don't, right. you know, we're not out in the jungle. But uh, briefly, if you can, what are some ways that you feel as if boys now can be initiated into manhood? Well, I think that it's important that, uh, you know, everybody's on their own journey. Sometimes it's good in group, you know, in, in groups to, to do these sorts mm -hmm. of things, mm -hmm. maybe go on an adventure together, maybe go canoeing, um, you know, c camping and things like that. You know, I do believe in getting out back out into nature. Yeah, I think it's I so, so healthy for uh, men, uh, people in general, but just young men um, for their psyche. Um, I used to take guys uh, from gangs out of New York City and go into Pocono Mountains up wow. in Pennsylvania okay. yeah, yeah. and get them out into nature and do things like canoeing and, and and rafting and that and that was just like that was transformative in many ways. Um, nowadays, you know, uh, we get a we get a driver's license and at <laughs> 21 we're yeah. allowed to drink. Right. That is not initiation. <laughs> Are you sure? I am sure. Okay. All okay. right. All right. I've 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 been many many initiation parties. Right. Well, case. yes, and and that is just not. <laughs> Right. initiation okay i think what's more important is uh you know maybe something like peace corps is is better or uh mm, okay. doing things that are serving the community so volunteering right yeah. getting out there volunteering uh being part of the solution rather than the problem right yeah uh, and then character wise this is where mentoring comes in spending time with a man that has good quality character knows what he wants um, is achieving for himself learning from that man about what it means to have integrity you know mm -hmm. i think that mm -hmm. that's really important what it means to be authentic mm -hmm. as a man okay 
um, I often have my little thing about be a caveman you know? <laughs> and be a caveman uh -huh. is really about compassion, uh -huh. acceptance, validation, and empathy. Nice. You know, yeah. you know, when we have compassion for ourselves and others, mm -hmm. we do better. We have acceptance and validation and empathy for others and ourselves. We do better. So those are, those are parts of the mature masculine identity. And that's what we can learn from a mentor. I like that in so many ways, more than one way to skin a cat, as they say yep. in my neighborhood. Um, all right. So wrapping down, wrapping down. Is that, do people wrap things down? I guess they do wrap things down. Or wrap them up. We, that's probably where we should go. <laughs> <laughs> we go wrapping things up. But I don't want to miss out on these these last few elements. Um, we'll give them a little bit of time each. But as far as uh, men finding mentors, what do you what do you think that looks like? Well, um, again, uh, looking for men with positive qualities mm -hmm. that, that they admire. Okay. Look for men who have the sort of character and skill sets okay. yep. that, that the young man needs. Okay. And then, you know, ask a man, you know, that that has these qualities, would you mind mentoring me in mm. this skill set? Okay. So it takes some humility. It takes some, you know, kind of just, I guess, humility as well as being kind of forthcoming and kind of being up front to kind of seek out what you need right. in a mentor. Right, okay. right. Absolutely. Okay. Um, what was your experience? Um, for me, I'm still struggling because I've had a lot of bad, uh, we're definitely going to talk about that too, a lot of bad mentors. Mm -hmm. So for me growing up, I've had a lot of skill sets, a lot of talents that other men have seen mm -hmm. that could have benefited them. Uh, we've talked about this, right? right? And so right. I have a lot of angst in me towards older guys because I've had situations where I'm trying to, well, I, who knows if they listen, I don't care. It doesn't matter if they want to fight, we can fight. But uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things where like literally I've, I've had a guy that I, I ran a basketball program with. Right. Um, was helping with this, you know, different schools where he had this big grandiose idea of like starting these sports camps. I thought, you know, he was like a dad to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I told mm -hmm. him I was moving to Atlanta. Crickets. Relationship was over. Right. Wouldn't answer phone calls. Wow. Wouldn't answer text so messages. Didn't show up to the wedding. Like stuff like that yeah. where it's like, yo, man, like I thought we were bigger than just right. what I was doing for you. Right. You know what I mean? You meant a lot to me. Right. Um, and I mean, I literally have several examples in my life where that has happened. Right. And so now I'm kind of in a position where um, definitely, you know, our relationship is definitely mentor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's beyond that. But it's I definitely appreciate, appreciate the professional development and what you provided for me. And just in terms of, you know, just the therapeutic model, being a man, being a caveman, like all of these <laughs> things. Right. And so I'm, I'm I thank God for that relationship. Like, I feel like that was divine intervention. Right. It's, well, it's I meant appreciate a lot. That. Ah, no problem. Um, and so that has pretty much put me in a good space. And I've, I've you know, been able to come off of my like I was going to say. I, perch in terms of look, being a sniper, oh, uh, no. but I, I've, I've come off the perch. You know what I mean. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not out here, you know, trying to knock down old dudes. Uh, not that you're <laughs> an old dude, but just older guys. Um, and so that I don't know. It's 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 been rough for me mm -hmm, in that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's you know just it's an unfortunate, unfortunate case. But I'm I'm coming out of it. Well, you know, I think your example is important for our listeners to understand that when we get a mentor we're not you know we have to be careful not mm -hmm. to um compromise our integrity right. on our own mm -hmm. on our own case you know sometimes there are some guys out there i i used to work with gang members in new york mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of gang leaders look like mentors mm -hmm. you know in the beginning they were mm -hmm. you know doing the things that would kind of entice young guys to join them and so you know 
we ha we all have to use wisdom and 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 be careful. And if you got any red flags, then you listen to your heart and yeah. you, and and you back down or get away. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, when I was going to New York and as a young man, there were things that I wanted to do. I wanted to uh, work with gang members, but there was no book on it, mm. and there was no instruction manual. Right. Uh, I work with um, uh, within the Asian community, and so uh, I had a uh, mentor. His name was Mr. Kim, okay, and he was a Korean man, but he actually uh, started a, a nonprofit organization for uh, Korean immigrants and 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 the elderly. And we were so opposites in the sense that I wanted to work with young people, mm. and he was wor working with uh, <laughs> oh, senior citizens, okay. right? Right. So, but what he taught me, and he he understood what my heart, where my heart was. He taught me how to build an organization. He taught me the skills of of what later on, you know, 10, 20 years later, I became a social worker. He was a social worker okay. back when I was 18. Wow. And he took a small organization and built it into a very large organization that helped the community there. And he taught me how to write grants. He taught me how to set up a, a nonprofit. So those were the skill sets that I got from him. Plus he had such great character and qualities that I learned a lot from him. Mm. And he had a huge influence in, in the in maybe uh, 20 years of my work. Wow, yeah. That's big. And, and what you said before, too, is like that's fortunate that you were able to seek that. And I think your maturity in finding a mentor was a little bit more than mine. I know for me, my issue with not being able to weed out these guys was that my motivation was making money. Right. And so a lot of these guys, it was almost like, you know, a gang leader offered me the opportunity to better my circumstance. And I don't think my heart was evil in that intent like yo i want to make money and i want to provide for myself at this time but these promises and these carrots they were dangling over me blinded me from the realities that i saw later that ah oh, you know and not all the guys in my life but m many of them that were, were poor mentors i should have seen something and i should have been more aware of what was going on but because of my either blind allegiance list and i'm from california i got a little gang culture in me like i mm -hmm. I'm, I'm loyal to my soil right. you know and if you've done something for me i'm kind of loyal to you or whatever right. but that loyalty and what they were dangling in front of me didn't allow me to see what was really going on um and so like you mentioned before not you know um in in, in compromising your integrity and things right. of that nature are going to be important. Right. All right. So I think we can agree that there are evil mentors. Right. I, I think that that does happen. Yes. But there are good guys out there and there are people that you need. Plenty in your of life. good guys. Plenty of there. good guys out there. Don't be Kylo Ren in the situation where Mr. Snope. Yes. Is, 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 uh, yes. Is dangling the carrot, being the it, puppet master, doing all of these things. Right. And, and, and not even blowing up with the ship. Right. Or, you know, he was a hologram. You know? Right. He wasn't right, even right. going to risk his neck for anything. So <laughs> that's what an evil one looks like. Right. He's a chicken and a coward on yeah. the inside. So, yep. so yeah, you don't want to deal with that. You know, uh, because of therapy and being therapist, um, there's even a book about um, uh, male initiation through therapy. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I believe in it. I mean, we don't take them out into the wilderness. Right, right, um, right. Although, although I, although we could, yeah. you know, the, there are certain things in the hero's journey where we have to go inward and have the journey inward and really face mm. the unknowns within us okay. and the fears and, and, and the things that we maybe have uh, have been rejected or shamed, mm -hmm. right? So, so you know, therapy is also a cool thing that can help a lot of men True. Yeah. Uh, begin the, this journey, and it can be a type of psychological mentoring as well. So. Yeah. Um, if you find a good, solid male therapist and someone that, you know, has the sort of life that, uh, 
you know he lives by right. and has integrity uh he may be a good you know option too so you know i i see that i don't know about you no i i agree 100 percent um i can't convince guys enough that therapy is necessary right it's not for when it you know when everything is hit the fan right you know what i mean right. it's not for when life is as lowest point it, as it can be it's a necessary integral part you know, mm-hmm. that that should be a mentor situation for you. And, you know, you can't always go into a therapeutic situation like this guy is going to be my best friend and I can call him whenever. Right. And, of course, you know, we're not available for that on that level. Right, you know, there's right. boundaries and rules we have to abide by. But there's definitely room in our psychological development, our personal development, even if it's on some life coaching where it's necessary for guys to seek out their mentorship through uh, the therapeutic process. Right. I've yeah. seen many men change over the years, and I think it's been a wonderful process um so therapy does really work yeah. I, I want you know to encourage men to seek out therapists wh- whenever they feel that they need to yeah. and not be ashamed about it at all not, not, 100%. not at all finding that therapist can provide you with affirmation that you need mm-hmm. can get you that good life coaching you can experience change emotional maturity and find direction and i think that in this life uh part of this hero's journey that is a necessary part So thank you all for listening for today. Today we kind of covered the hero's journey. We recapped the overcoming fears and what reluctant looks like in the hero's journey. And we spent a bulk of our time looking at mentor, mentorship, what it means to be a mentor, what it means to find a mentor, what a mentor should look like, and avoiding evil mentors. Right. Do not be succumb. Yes, to the the dark side. To the dark side. Please don't do it. Luke, I am your father. There you go. If you've heard nothing else, be a caveman. What is a caveman again? A compassionate, accepting, validating, and empathetic man. Be a caveman. Yeah. And hopefully your mentor that you seek out can also be a caveman. Yes. All right. And lead you in that direction. Well, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this has been another journey, another episode of, of Myths and Men. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to a Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com. And again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.